Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. If you want it, here it is, come and get it. But you better hurry, cause it's J-Rod Concerts time. How's it going, everybody? Jamie Rodriguez, worst singer in Nashville, your host of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast, this and every episode. Welcome, wherever you're listening to, on this platform, whichever you're listening to. And we have some fresh, some great talent for you this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Tanner Gray, Colby Wilson, Chase Porter, and Sack Quarter. Better known as, drum roll please, Certainly So. Fantastic, fantastic band, Certainly So. They are Nashville-based, but they hail from Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, they have a fantastic story. I mean, just the serendipitous turns that life uh, did to bring them together is quite amazing. Uh, they draw inspiration from many genres and eras, including the Beatles, the Beach Boys, the Grateful Dead, um, you know, Vampire Weekend, even John Mayer in there. So has made them a really popular uh, uh, band with a great sound. Saw them a couple of weeks ago at the iconic The Five Spot here in Nashville. It was packed. People were buzzing and it was great to see them. Uh, and they just released a little LP called Dreams of Green, which is out now. So make sure to check that out. And if you um, check them out on their website, certainly so music, maybe you'll see them hit uh, your town in the uh, upcoming future. But yeah, I mean, they're a great band, guys. It's no wonder that um, that Toby Holbert, uh, uh, producer engineer based in the UK, works at Abbey Road, took a liking on them and, and worked on them on their uh, uh, Future Self Only Dreams uh, debut album, which was their first step into the limelight here. It's because they're damn good. So we're so glad to have them, and we hope you guys enjoyed this episode, too. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome, welcome. Uh, housekeeping items, please click uh, subscribe. Please give us a little review. Those things help quite a bit. And let's get on with it. Certainly so on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Look at you guys. Certainly so. What's hey, up? how's it going, man? Hello. Hello. Guys, doing. Look at you guys. Wow. I got to tell you, when a band as cool as certainly so comes, we get charged up, guys. Like, it's just a good day. So this is what's happening, you know? Cool, cool. And when a guy Absolutely. like J-Rod pulls up to us, we're, we're, we feel the same way, man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Uh, oh, man. So, you know, we have the boys of Certainly So up for my audience, obviously, on the show today. Really exciting band. Um, just released a really enjoyable album, guys. I mean, Dreams of Green fantastic album which follows its spiritual cousin i should say future self only dreams mm-hmm. i would call it like that yeah it's fucking great man you guys are on a hot streak so welcome to the show guys yeah thanks for having us man yeah absolutely so you know before anything i have to ask you guys i mean you guys have been hitting the road pretty hard this year so let me ask you know maybe let me ask colby this um uh you know I was thinking the other day I was reading about like you know U2's biography and their, their tour manager Paul McGinnis asked them when they were starting out hey guys we have certain amount of funds would you guys rather eat well or would you rather sleep well where do you guys kind of fall Colby like are you like when you're on the road where do most of the resources go well personally for me I like I like to sleep well I can make it without eating um, you know I think maybe the other guys you know might have different priorities uh, but for me it's uh, 
you know, just as long as we're out there and we're just doing what we got to do just to get from point A to point B to C um, and just to get back home, hopefully with all the tires still on the car. And uh, <laughs> right. you know, nobody's nobody's just famished with with hunger and, you know, everybody everybody's OK. So, yeah, I mean, I'd say just as long as long as we're OK all together, you know, we're on the same team here, you know, wherever the funds go, it doesn't matter to me. Absolutely. And you know what I was thinking? And maybe Tanner can answer this because this is wild. It's kind of like a small miracle the way certainly so came together, isn't it? I mean, Tanner and Colby knew each other as kids from Birmingham, you know, uh, but then you guys separated, you know, Colby stays, starts his own band, smoking with the bandit, then Chase and Zach come in. There's all these like equations that come in. Like Tanner, isn't it like a one in a billion chance that like the way that like certainly so happened? Do you ever stop and think about that? Yes, it really is a miracle the way the things lined up. And we talk about it a lot. Or we ha I guess we haven't recently because we've been busy, but when we first started going, we, we just talked about how crazy it was that everything lined up, how me and Colby had been making music as kids, and then how me and Zach and Chase met, and how we had other bands, and how everybody had other bands going on, and somehow the world just brought us together. You know, it's like, we didn't, we didn't necessarily try, it just kind of happened. Yeah, it's unbelievable, and the way Chase and Zach came in, and, and then like, you know, Colby's comeback, you know, like, it's, it's just mind-blowing. It's like, made for a movie. I, I love the story of you guys for sure. Thank you, man. Yeah, 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 totally. And by the way, he said, have you guys, you know, like Tanner, let me ask you this. By the way, you know, for those of us that are not from Birmingham, you know, what is it about the area that creates such great art? Obviously, you know, friends of our show, St. Paul and the Broken Bones are from the area, uh, Alabama itself, and now you guys, but there's a long list. What is it in the water there in Birmingham? Like, like explain to my audience, like, why is this such like an underrated musical gem in North America? You know, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe it's the uh, the amount of fluoride in the water. You know, it keeps everybody's teeth white. Notice <laughs> fast. No, I don't know. It's it is a good question because there's a lot of good bands. Like even even on a smaller level, like some bands like um, the Brook and the Bluff and the Brummies are also both from Birmingham and they're kind of blowing up right now. Yeah. Hard to say, hard to say, Colby. I mean, what do you think? It's, uh, I don't know, man. Birmingham's always been the little, little brother, little sister to the Nashville scene or the Atlanta scene. So, um, you know, I do feel that it does get overlooked, but there is so much good music down there. Um, you know, I think one of the big differences though, in terms of like, I don't think that the, that the, live music i don't think people appreciate it as much as they as they do um in, in other cities but there's plenty of music man and, and outside of the music just the art itself there's so much going on in birmingham and um over the past five or ten years they've been really developing a lot of the infrastructure um and adding a lot to it so um i expect it to in the next five or ten years to really start taking off and be a real power player um in terms of, of music cities at least in the I south agree. i agree maybe, maybe the fact that it's not such a huge music scene on paper is what makes it good for creating music, you know, cause you kind of have a little less pressure than being a Nash, you know, a Nashville band or an Atlanta band or something, you know, kind of feel like you have to live up to a certain image in Birmingham. You can just kind of lay low and do your thing. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Tanner. That's a, that's a great point there. Where's Chas and, uh, and uh, Chase and Sack? Where are you guys at? Let, let me get you guys in here. We're here. Awesome. What's up guys? Where you, Sack, where are you coming to us from? Look at that compound. Uh, this is my house in Nashville. Oh, right on, right on. So uh, a neighbor. Love it, love it, guys. So, you know, Chase, let me ask you this. I mean, uh, the way these songs came together, like the great album, the songwriting is so damn special. 
right? But like I, I, songs like Fool's Gold, for example, or Holy Roller, originally written for the first project. At what point do you guys realize, and maybe Tanner and, 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 and Colby can also weigh in, what point do you guys realize, like, man, this, these songs don't fit the current project? Because I got to tell you, I'm not a musician, but if I had a song as good as Fool's Gold, I would put it out the next day. Like, man, you guys have patience of saints. That's a, that's a gem, you know? Yeah, so um, I've always been a big fan of Tanner's songwriting. So I've known, I've, I played in bands with him in college, and him and Colby got together and this was years after college and I was in Nashville at the time we're all kind of dispersed and the first song that they sent me they were like we have we've been writing some songs here's some demos but the first song I listened to was Fool's Gold and I was like oh this is this is great like yeah I'm in that was like the pitch to join the band was that song and I was like yeah I'm, I'm totally in and then when we got together they had upwards of 20 songs just really great songs that we were working out and um when we met toby holbert which was our producer um we we were kind of working everything out and they had just a ton of country western style songs that they were going for uh, and they can tell you more about that. that i think that was more when certainly so kind of with just them as a two-piece i think they were going for that Marty Robbins um, country Western style, you know, like a folk duo style. Yeah. And the songs kind of came together, but yeah, Fool's Gold was the first song we recorded and we were like, it didn't really work. And yeah, I think just over time and during the recording process, we were like, I think we have two albums. Yeah. I, I, I find that amazing. Like when you hear about the who and like some of these songs, you know, Quadrophenia that they like put in their back pocket for like a couple of years. I don't know how like you guys do that, honestly, like the, the patience and just like sitting on these gems and just like figuring out when they come that that's like such a magical thing to me. That's fucking amazing. You know, I'll, I'll, to be honest, we're not good at sitting on them either. We want, we like to release them as soon as possible, but usually it's somebody else telling us, Hey, you guys should wait. And you know, promote it and do this and that that's really a good idea but we're we're the eager ones too so i know how you feel <laughs> oh my god and let me ask Zach something here he's in a little quiet but we love Zach strong um Zach well on his drums um you guys were able to work at east avalon in muscle shows um yep. but like what i love about this Zach is you guys like did it like in the heart of the pandemic right like april of 2020 like when the world was like ending yeah like, what do you remember from this, man? Like you're you're doing this creative renaissance, and this is when people were freaking out over toilet paper, you know? Yeah, um, it was interesting for sure. Uh, I remember kind of uh, we had six people who were going to be in the studio, and you know, like that was kind of the limit on how many people you wanted to have together. We didn't even know if it was right, um, so it was uh, you know someone would cough in the corner of the room, and we're like, oh, what's going on? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no one got sick. Uh, we were safe. we were um, quarantined, I guess, you know, the six of us together. Um, you know, we got a good deal on the studio. We got uh, some some discounted rates and, and uh, prices. it it kind of just worked in our favor because no one had anything going on and the studio was cheaper. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, anything, anything to add there? Maybe Colby about about that, that that time in April in Muscle Shoals. 
Yeah, man, it was it was strange. It was it was, you know, because we had all these songs going and, and we're trying to book shows and we're trying to get the ball rolling and then everything kind of stopped. And then it was just like, OK, we're sitting on all these songs. We don't have anything recorded. Um, so the craziest part was just how the opportunities lined up, how I think Zach met Toby and then Toby knew of Colin Lott, uh, you know, who lives in Muscle Shoals, uh, who has access to the studio. And then, like he said, with the discounted rates, it was just kind of like, OK, well, we can't really do anything else. So we might, you know, we might as well do it at this point. Um, so, you know, as, as bad as the pandemic was um, around the world, it's I mean, for us specifically for that moment in time, it, it kind of worked out in our favor, which is weird yeah. to say. Um, but it was very exciting. Like Zach said, going to the studio, being like, we don't really know, like, you know, I got Germex on me. I'm trying to wash my hands, trying to be as, as safe as we can. But, you know, once you get in there, it's just like, all right, you know, whatever happens, happens. And, uh, yeah. you know, we've got to get this thing recorded. So it was, it was really it was the funnest, funnest time of my life, I'd say. I think over three or four weekends we did it. It was, it was very, um, in a time of nothing going on, it was the most exciting and fun thing I think to, I've still done to this day. So Absolutely. And the record sounds amazing. It sounds like, you know, the second one as well, but it sounds like you guys had the time to really like delve into the details, not overproduce it. It's just both of like, you guys are like killing it. I, I love what you guys are doing. Um, let me ask uh, Tan, Tan and Chase, uh, let me ask you guys about social media for a second, because recently, um, you know, Florence Welch of Florence and the Machine, she came out and she publicized what her label is telling her that she has to do to promote her singles. And it involves a bunch of TikTok, all, all that bullshit that's going on nowadays. You guys seem like, you know, old school creatives. Y your music certainly speaks to it. What do you think of like all this like creative energy that like musicians and troubadours and songwriters have to put now into just creating content? Like, th does that worry you a little bit? Um, I, it's, I think, yeah, it worries me a little bit in the sense of, uh, it seems like the whole industry is changing, you know, like it's, it's better to get a TikTok hit than it is to get a radio hit nowadays, you know, and, yeah. and so it's changing the mindset of artists and musicians in general, because the goals are, are changing. So yeah, it's kind of worrying because we kind we kind of suck at social media anyway. Like we don't really <laughs> doing. You guys are pretty good. I checked you guys. You, you, you don't sell yourself short, Jen. We do our best, but it, it's it's not um, without a lot of thought. You know, it's it. But the, but what I'm trying to say, I guess, is we feel like we're already kind of behind the curve in terms of social media, and now the whole social media game is changing. So. Yeah, I guess it's kind of worrisome because it's like we got to we got to step it up, you know, like we our TikToks, we got to, you know, get on that. We haven't even really broken that uh, bank open. But but yeah, I get it. You know, the record labels are are pushing for that because that's where all the attention is. And it you is know what you got to you, you got to get chased to like you got to get chased to recruit like a like an 18 year old, you know, around Belmont University to like handle all your stuff. That's what you guys got to do. <laughs> that would make it easy. <laughs> oh my god chase and by the way let me ask you chase a little bit about the creative process i haven't asked you about your creative process which is great i mean if you guys don't mind sharing because i mean i remember the boys from green day for example i talked to them like 10 years ago already but they would tell me that they would get together and just jam uh they would sit down for a few days at the beginning of an album or a cycle not worry about putting a microphone interface chase and just like play instruments and just like fucking see what happened out is this similar to like certainly so's approach? Like when something starts, what, what is the creative process for certainly so? 
Well, for for the first album, it was definitely like, all right, we have all these songs. Let's let's just jam. Let's figure out our sound and really just have fun. I, I think it was it was obviously before we had released the first album, there was absolutely no pressure. We were just happy to be there, happy to be recording, happy um, to be in a studio. I mean, that was, and working with Toby, uh, you know, who had worked with such great artists and had worked at uh, Abbey Road um, for years in London and had worked with Dave Cobb in Nashville. It just gave us all these uh, resources that we never had. So we were just kids in a candy shop. Uh, especially in the studio, just like learning on the fly and really just having fun. And then the second album, um, it was recorded in my basement and with with Colin Lott, the engineer. And yeah, the process is really, we all just kind of present a song and then we just we just jam out and try not to put a lot of pressure on it. We just try and try and be creative. Honestly, we don't, we don't, particularly want to put out something that has already been done or that sounds like someone else we're really just trying to to have fun do you guys have any input on that (laughs) yeah yeah man it's just it's all about having fun you know there, there are times where we have songs that all come together with us four at the same time there's times where i have a song i'll bring a lot of it tanner has songs he'll bring me and tanner will have a song that we'll bring you know this dreams of green is chase's first song that he wrote um that's like all him. And then we, we brought it in. So we add the auxiliary parts and we add, you know, the harmonies we figure out, okay, how do we get the most juice out of this thing? Um, so it's really cool. There, there's just, there's a lot of ways it can go. It can go about coming to a song. It's like, we don't all have to be all four at the same time using our minds to make a song. We can, and we do sure. Um, but we do have these other options where a song can start in this one corner and then it spreads out to the other four. And then that's how we build it and, and then do it that way. Um, and like Chase yeah. said, without having the pressure on it, right? I'm always terrified when I bring a song up. I'm like, oh, I hope it's good enough. But then once <laughs> once everybody gets their hands on it, that's when it becomes what it's supposed to be. Um, you know, I mean, it's very exciting. It's very fun. So I, I love the creative process that we have. Um, and now that we're all going to be in Nashville here in the next week or so, um, you know, I, I do expect us all just to have moments of, you know, we just wrote 10 songs all together from the, from the jump, from the jump. All mm-hmm. these new songs were all of us at the same time. So, um, it's going to be very exciting. Amazing. Amazing. Well, you guys have been super generous with your time. Uh, Tanner, let me leave you with this. Obviously, you know, Dreams of Green is such a goddamn great album. It begs to be played live. You guys have been on the road a little bit. What's going on in the next, like, six to eight months? Are you guys, like, going to hit every corner of the U.S.? Like, what, what's going on here, Tanner? We are going to hit every corner of the U.S., starting with Wisconsin and Iowa. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Love it, guys. Well, Super stoked! Congratulations, guys. Like I, I don't say this lightly. Not, not, uh, not uh, pulling your, your shins here. But both albums. There's not a bad track in it. The songwriting is pristine. It's incredible. Listen. So congratulations, guys. You guys are killing it. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. So Thank much. you. We really Absolutely, guys. Take care. You too. All right. For having us. You've been listening to J Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.